0: Supposed to sing. What's the story? It, Morning Glory. It's the tale. One. Nightingale. No, I didn't. Yeah, you Have know. you heard about Hugo and Kim? Absolutely not. I haven't done that one yet. You've totally done that. Am I just in a f- perpetual fugue state blackout? Mm-hmm. Yes. You're actually in a perpetual fugue. I like, really like am. A I am. four part. Right?
1: I, mean, <laughs> I really am.
0: <laughs> how are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing okay. Ryan, I got a complaint about my eating from a good friend of mine. We went out for coffee, and she's like, "Kate, I love you, but I don't want to hear you chew on a podcast."
1: Oh, I thought you just meant she said that in general. (laughs) Oh yeah, no, no,
0: our friendship wouldn't be long for this world if she didn't. (laughs) I just think it's time for you to stop eating, like period. Just see what happens. No, Um, but I recommend to listeners that don't like the sound of chewing. In general, for the podcast, you can fast forward about 10 minutes in, and I'm usually <laughs> done with whatever snack, although there is no snack today, much to the chagrin. I did have a ham and cheese croissant this morning, and you I- You bitch!
1: <laughs> thought of you the did whole time. You? It,
0: wasn't it magnificent? It was. It was a work of art. Thank you, Iggy's. Hashtag Iggy's Cambridge. I don't know if it's really Iggy's. It is, it is. It's absolutely Iggy's. Sure. That's what you think they make it over there? No, no but they get I didn't it think Aggies. it was Iggy's.
1: I thought it was from Forge.
0: I'll fight you to I think it's death. from Forge. It's from Iggy's. It's but from I'll... Forge. Okay. Iggy's it is. It's from Forge. i will just agree. It's from Iggy's. It's from Forge. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun game. <laughs> the winner has to buy the other one. A ham and cheese croissant.
1: <laughs> from Forge. <laughs> oh my god.
0: I bet Forge has lovely ham and cheese croissants. Well, I know That's just not I know it's ate. the
1: ham and... It's the same... One that I is usually get is Forge, a bakery. Yes, that serves that the same owners as Diesel and um, Iggy serves a
0: lot of the coffee shops around. Yeah, too, except but so. it's the same goods. That... Forge Bakery. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> I learned. Um, <laughs> So there was this time as a child where I was in that special room for kids with learning disabilities. Oh me too. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Oh, and um wow. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> <You> pinched me <laughs> I'm So sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> I remember the woman, her name was Mrs. Cook, and she was like, No, how do you say this word or whatever it was? She was getting me to repeat it, and I was like, No. I said it right the first time And so I just kept saying it the same way Which I was sure was correct And I was just fucking indignant yeah. And I realized I have a really strong Indignant streak Of like I got in a fight with a co-worker earlier today About whether or not something was black or navy And I was like I don't care how much blue is in it It reads black I don't want to fucking fight I'm right It's over <laughs> And I have to say <laughs>
1: You've lost your filter of late.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? Whatever do you mean, Ryan? It's been worse. Oh, it's been far worse. What are you talking about? <laughs> just Reference, cite precedent.
1: <laughs> even at the even at the ballet on Saturday, I could tell. Like when we went out to dinner beforehand, I was like, "Oh, she just gives no." <laughs> No fucks now. This is what this is going to be like.
0: (laughs) Oh, man.
1: Can we finally talk about the reason that you've lost your filter?
0: (laughs) I've lost my filter, and I need to snack at the beginning of um, podcasts often because I'm currently uh, growing a person inside of my body, which is uh, exciting and was something we were trying to do. But something I've been weird about talking about I don't talk about it in class or mm-hmm. um, or really to anybody, to be honest. So it's really sort of interesting that I'm yeah. talking about it on the podcast. But, I, you know, I, I kind of wanted to talk about it in this context because I think it's actually interesting um, how to navigate uh, being pregnant as a, as a yoga teacher and, mm-hmm. like, how we choose to perform mm-hmm. pregnancy, um, you know, as... As women, I think it's a really complicated and it's full of minefields, and there's just like a lot of douchebaggery around it. And I, I've just been trying to be thoughtful mm-hmm. about it because, first of all, it didn't come super easy. Yeah, for us, it was not like a. It's not Oops. like yeah, no, no, like, and I had plenty of those like in my early twenties. But then you know, when you yeah. when you want to, it's not always. Um, super easy, and but I know it's, it's not as hard as it is for, for some women, you know. It's like, yeah. they're I am not unaware of the fact that it, like I am lucky, and, and for those that want it, um, and it happens, it's a privilege, yeah, just like when you know. And so, I, I think about that uh, in the classroom setting, you know, because. I have plenty of women that come into my classroom that are pregnant and I have women that are trying to get pregnant or women that have, are struggling with infertility and yeah. my body changing, you know, that's, that can, I can bring up stuff for people just like it. And, and I don't say that in, in order to like hide, mm-hmm. but just to acknowledge like, we, we, I mean we had talked about this earlier with like when you get married yeah you know it just whatever is going on in yeah. anybody's life that's standing in front of a classroom brings up emotions for people I, I know um, it just it just does. And also I have a really you know a lot of the people that are listening have no idea physically what I look like. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm very tall and I have a long torso and I gain weight in my belly first. So, I have been a real big girl historically, and I've been smaller and big again, and so it's going to be a while, like, I'm I'm roughly 20 weeks now, but it's going to be a while before I'm, like, undeniably pregnant, so I was like, why don't I ride this pony out as long as I can? (laughs) It'll be, like, while the kid is emerging, and you'll be like,
1: oh, she's... And, like, there's our all of the markers that would usually tip people off are, like, you don't drink. So not it's drank, not like, no. <laughs> there was, that. cause that's usually how I, that's usually the first thing that I noticed is the like social setting. Someone's like, Oh no, I'll be fine.
0: I'm like, you're like the fuck you will You'll be fine. <laughs> fine. What's that? What's
1: that? <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's how, that was how I knew the, the first time Rachel was pregnant. Cause uh, there was some function and I was like, wait a tick.
0: Hold, hold up. <laughs>
1: we did not share a <laughs> cocktail moment together. That's curious.
0: <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I, I had somebody notice because I didn't. I hadn't been taking their class. Mm. And um, Caitlin, had, Caitlin, uh, you know, it was for me. And, and I'll get into this a little bit because I. It's something that I've been sort of excited to talk about, like the challenges of. This, this little this little bit. But Caitlin is another uh, she, she was on the show, she's
1: You can scroll back lovely in the archives. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and she came up to me the other day and was like, So how is everything? And I was like, You know. And she's like, Yeah, that's right, I fucking know. <laughs> she was like, I knew months ago, why haven't you told me? You know. And, um She's like, I, I figured it out one day I just sensed it. And you know, like a lot of yogi teachers they just know. Yeah, You know, you just, they're tapped in, they get a sense of a shift of some sort. And she did, but she also noticed because I wasn't, I I always take her Saturday class and I just, I couldn't, like my practice has changed so, so much so quickly. And part of my apprehension about practicing publicly is the way I modify is so clearly like, those are prenatal modifications, you know, and like. But also, I've just felt like there are so many yoga teachers that go through pregnancy and their bodies look a certain way. They look very thin. Everything looks the same except their belly. You yeah. know, and that is not me at all. Like, it's just not going to be me. Um, and they're applauded for it. Yeah. Like, I hear my, my students saying to them oh my god, you look wonderful, you you haven't gained a, a pound, you're just all belly, you know, or I can't believe you're so active, or I can't believe that, you yeah. know, and it's just like these, these kind of messages that are just unrelenting that I have listened to over the years as my friends have, yeah, you know, and I'm not going to be the recipient of those kind of moments, <laughs> and I'm okay with that, but there's also like a part of me that doesn't want to necessarily... um I just don't want to have a conversation, like, one-on-one with people about what my body yeah. is doing or looks like during a practice or any of yeah. that. You know, it's just a, it's just fucking weird. People are so weird about what's okay mm-hmm. in their mind and what they applaud. I don't know. It's complicated, but I think it's really complicated the way, uh, you know, to be on in front of people in your body while it changes in front of a group of in front of an audience
1: especially if um i feel like most everyone that i know that has been pregnant and is a yoga teacher uh they you know I think everybody who practices yoga at least has some part of themselves that like appreciates introversion and most people that I I have known who've been pregnant and while actively teaching yoga, um, it's like that gets turned up a little bit. Like they kind of just want to like, it's not like they're (laughs) like putting themselves out there. Like there is, which uh, makes sense to me, uh, some instinct in people that I've talked to to be like, no,
0: okay, I'm just gonna, like, pull back. Oh, that makes me bit. happy. There's, like, a retreating.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think that happens with everybody. Um, and I don't think it necessarily even happens the same way if some is lucky enough to get pregnant twice. Like, it, it, it could, you know. Yeah. But, um, I, I have heard that from from friends of mine that it, it, it has been, um, both, like, that feels like the that sort of retreat feels like the... not retreat. Uh, paying attention to what's going on inside because there's a lot going on inside feels like the right thing to do. And sometimes that is, like, awkward if you're teaching 20-plus classes a week, yeah. and you have to, like, put out yourself... When you're like, oh, I really just want to like go in a corner. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And like, sell. That's really interesting, and and I've really enjoyed for my friends that are yoga teachers that have had babies. um, I've really enjoyed their how their teaching evolved during pregnancy Mm -hmm. and after. Like I, I will say, with unflappable certainty that changed everybody's teaching for the for the better for sure. oh I'm and sure in my mind yeah, yeah, yeah. like they came out on on the other side um, with like just a, 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 just a hair more compassion mm-hmm. clearly both to themselves and, and to the body entire yeah which I I don't necessarily I think it's something that happened to me because, as a result of living in a larger body already yeah like when i was like bigger bigger and when i was injured i think those that's where i learned that kind of thing but i think for a lot of for a lot of women that are living very fit able-bodied lives that then go through they come out on the other side like with some of those yeah things that i care about a lot more so i yeah, you know, I appreciate that. I don't know Ryan, but but it was also you know it's it's also interesting like the female body in the in the in the yoga classroom in general is such a massive hysterical like oxymoron because for so long it was like don't practice when you're when you have your period you know and wait a minute don't practice at all you have a vagina like <laughs> and now it's like predominantly women. <laughs> And now we have prenatal yoga and postnatal yoga and fertility yoga and all of these things that like, you know, when we go back historically, we look at, you know, the really bumpy patches of period in time where that was absolutely like verboten, you know? And so, so much of what we're doing in in that realm is completely invented and completely invented very recently. Yeah. yeah, you know, which makes you lift an eyebrow a little bit to, yeah. like, what are we doing? Yeah. When we do pre... What are we fucking doing in prenatal yeah. yoga? We're applying the, the philosophical constructs, um, but in terms of shapes, those are even more yeah. novel than the already yeah. hyper-novel vinyasa shapes. Yeah.
1: you know, I have a hard time um, I feel like more and more when people when women come to class pregnant it's not that, like they're new to yoga they've been practicing yoga for a while So, because I think that's really the dynamic that we're that is sort of missed in the whole equation is like, okay, like, is is, is the person engaging with yoga really f- probably for the first time in order to have an easier pregnancy or in order to connect with other women who are pregnant at the same time? Or is this just a, in the case of like a dedicated prenatal class, or is just someone who practices yoga and they got pregnant and they want to keep practicing yoga um and but i feel like more often than not what i see is this like and and i can't necessarily i can't like just flat out say that it's not true but this like fear that has not it is not self-induced it's not like i'm afraid i'm going to hurt my baby it's Someone has told me I'm going to hurt my baby by practicing yoga, but I still want to practice yoga. So um, I'm not gonna do XYZ. And when they finish listing XYZ, I'm just like, well, It's gonna make it pretty hard. Not even to just take this yoga class, but like to be a human moving in space. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, like, and and so I guess I'm curious to see. Because then I've also had people come in and tell me that their doctor basically said it would be pretty damn near impossible to do anything in a yoga class that would, like, cause any real harm. Like, unless you had a traumatic fall out of something. Like, if you're just, like, give me a little warrior one, (laughs) like, that it would would actually be pretty... The, the things that would, I forget how, uh, I forget who this was, but told me that her doctor was like, the things that I wouldn't want you going, want you to do are going to be stopped by the fact that you have a human in your belly. Like, (laughs) you just physically won't be able to turn in some ways. You physically won't be able to bend in some ways. And... It's, it's not like you're doing anything major but I've also heard people on the complete opposite end of the spectrum having like really specific things that you're allowed to do in this trimester and that trimester and mm-hmm. like and to me it just comes down to the the, the practitioner who I, whose doctor said like do whatever the hell you want I have to assume that part of that uh
0: Everything's gonna be okay. You got paper towels in here? No, of course (laughs) not. Oh, okay. I'll go get some. Oh, God.
1: conversation, and then you just water. threw water all over me. Just threw a drink in my face. That was the that was the it's podcasting equivalent. <laughs> Are you watching Big Little
0: Eyes?
1: If I'm you, not. If not, you really should. I, I, I'm suspicious. Uh, it was one of the best shows I've seen ever. I, I'm Again. suspicious. Why? I'm I don't suspicious. Reckon, I don't
0: recommend it. Do you realize I'm keeping all of this on the podcast? Do you know how much TV I watch? No. A lot. And I don't recommend stuff. No, you are not keeping this <laughs> Yes, I am
1: keeping us out of this.
0: You're witnessing Ryan's Oh, and then this will clean up whatever is in my drink. <laughs> Go get it. <laughs>
1: Is this how you clean your apartment? <laughs> I don't clean my apartment. You just throw paper towels at Nick and no, say. Been
0: so we were talking about that bending thing. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Did you just try to bend and realize been. you can't bend? Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, hold on, I'm gonna go throw this out. My God, I almost spilt it again. Just sitting down. <laughs> but the world needs now. Sorry, guys. If he really does keep this in the podcast, he's an asshole. I don't think he will. He'll let it out. Oh, now that I said that, he definitely will keep it. Okay. All right, what were you saying? You were saying something real good. I was just
1: saying I, I would have to think... most of the consideration is like how of women who practice yoga while they're pregnant is like what is their experience of yoga prior to pregnancy like do you like I just imagine it wouldn't necessarily be the best time to become familiar with a lot of new
0: shapes (laughs)
1: you you know although
0: doctors I just read an article that was like even that's horse of shit, because they were, you know, for a long time, sort of the the thing was whatever you were doing before, you can continue to do, yeah. not shape by shape, but in terms of activities in, yeah. in general. So if you were lifting, now, if you were
1: powerlifting, yes. you could keep powerlifting. which...
0: And now they're changing, which I, I still lift, yeah, but yeah. now one of the things they're saying is, no, 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 that's not true. You can start a new regimen. You can start yeah, yeah, yeah. something novel. Um you know, just use common sense, but I think because so many women are getting so big that mm-hmm. they're like, No no no, I'll keep moving Move it along.
1: I don't know. It's just it's it's hard to Especially when when people are when when women are earlier on And like, and they'll ask me like, is this okay? I'm like, well, does it feel okay? Like, uh, because I, I just, it's one of those things where you've, I've heard so many contradicting things and I've also heard so many contradicting experiences from like people who are like really experienced practitioners that are pregnant that it's just like. I mean, if they've got, like, their foot behind their head and, like, twisting to one side and then, like, should I... And then I might be like, eh, maybe step off the off the gas a little bit. But if they're just, like... in, you know, in just, like, a mild paschimottanasana, and it feels okay... Then it's probably okay. Then it's probably okay, right? <laughs> like... Yeah.
0: You know, everything I know from... You know, I did the own births uh, teacher training, which is which an that? awesome with Beck Conant, which even if you're not local to Boston, it's just a wonderful website. And she's yeah. got this interesting thing about referrals. She's got a referrals page on the website. So if mm-hmm. you have questions and want to reach out to different experts, yeah. just really um, super, super valuable resource. And I did my train my prenatal teacher training with her. And the thing I loved most about that training was every woman is different. Every pregnancy for every woman is different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here's some, the main things, you know, to keep an eye on are uh, the temperature in the room. Are you, yeah, yeah, yeah. are you in a Bikram class? And have you been practicing Bikram for a long time? And does it feel okay when you go in? Do you feel winded? Yeah. Do you, you know, then, that, then the baby's probably feeling winded too, you yeah. know? And <clears throat> I asked her about jump backs early in <laughs> pregnancy course. you know like what is that okay a woman jumping back to chaturanga and she's like it might not she's like if if you just went through ivf yeah maybe you leave the jump backs for a while yeah. she's like but everything in her research was that it might require the strength of a truck to dislodge yeah the pregnancy you know like but Maybe you just omit it because it makes you feel better yeah. psychologically, and that's okay. Yeah. You know,
1: and and that's what I you know I, I always remember uh, Barbara when when people were going through pregnancy in her class. Even the stuff that you know generally people uh, advise not to do, like big like strong rotations, which again at a certain point you're just not physically going to be able to turn very far. She was always just like, you, you set up the pose, but then you just don't put any, you just don't put any juice behind it. You just sort of like, hey, <laughs> here I am. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> just, you know, don't turn, don't turn up the the volume on it. You just, you just do it in a very mild, mild way. And, and that, uh, and I, I just, I, I so don't want to it's hard especially as a as a a man to have any conversation around this in a way that isn't like telling somebody how it should feel or it will feel and as someone who will never go through that experience it's just like and I feel like people get frustrated because I'm like well how do you feel (laughs) like how do you feel how do you feel?
0: Yeah.
1: And there are some things where I'm like, I know that friends of mine at a certain point couldn't really do this, so they shifted to doing this other this thing. This instead. This totally. instead. Mm-hmm. Like, I will absolutely do that, but it's still a like, hey, try this. Does that feel better? No. Okay, let's try this other thing instead. It's, it's a very like, oh, let's just... See what we can do to make this a thing that it <laughs> feels comfortable. But like, I also recognize that what if never, no one's ever thought of like, well, I don't, I don't know if this feels comfortable. Does it? Is it comfortable? Like, I recognize that that's a possibility as well. So it's always like a bit of a,
0: and that's always super exciting. And and, yeah. and one of the exciting things about pregnancy is it's deeply humbling if you've had a practice where you override sensation yeah. completely you can't <laughs> although to be fair i know some women that did you yeah know, and they were just fine you know they just yeah. chose to deny and deny
1: but certainly there is a, a lot of <laughs> there's yeah. a there's a major process going on in, in the body and uh uh it's a lot of probably new sensations um that are probably exactly pretty hard to to ignore. Um, certainly possible to override, but hard to ignore.
0: One of the things that we're not talking about that I think is interesting um, anatomically, that I that I can wrap my head around offering a class that gives a lot of different variations for a lot of different, Bodies and pregnant bodies, are like. But the one thing that is challenging is the relaxing, the hormone that's mm-hmm. released where yeah. all of a sudden you just have a lot more flexibility that you didn't have.
1: Have you started to experience that?
0: I noticed it um, very early, earlier on. I noticed it in, with my knees, like they just were clicking, and I was like, "That's it." Yeah. Like the, every the ligaments are like the ligaments all over your entire body loosen, and I was demoing something in class. I don't know why. But it was. Yeah. And I went into full Hanuman, and I was like, that's a full Hanuman I've never been in. You know what I mean? Like, I got, like, down there, and I was like, "Whoop, whoop, whoop! back it up, back it up, because it's not real. Yeah, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. And you run the risk of lengthening out ligaments, and then afterwards, they don't yeah. come back. So I always, whenever I'm in a shape that's asking for ranges of motion or mobility, yeah. I'm always like back the vagina away from the earth by an inch or two. Yeah. Whether it's a lunge or whatever, whatever it is, lift up just an inch. And that's like, if I have, sometimes I'll have women come to my class and they'll ask me, what can I do? What can I not do? Like one minute before class starts. And I have like an elevator pitch to them. I'm like, watch out for your mobility. Back off just a hair, you know, because they're relaxing twists, stay spacious, but baby's going to tell you if it doesn't feel good. So don't worry about it. Yeah. Back bends, pull baby in, yeah. You know, because you diastasis recti. Yeah, 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 I you want to make sure you're not splitting the belly open, you know, and uh, shavasana, it might feel better to be lifted a little bit, you know, yeah. so grab a bolster. Yeah. And then everything else is like, how does it feel? I like that. Can I just like put that on my phone and be like. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's my, <laughs> I seriously have, that's my <laughs> elevator pitch, like the main, here's the main things you got to do or think about, but I don't know. And a lot of those things too for for women who have been with fertility um struggles, it's a lot of the same things i mm-hmm. I with the exception of pulling the belly in in a back bend,
1: yeah
0: stay spacious. maybe don't go into the hottest room. Maybe yeah. you turn the volume down on your practice a tick and we take this in more of a not a restorative practice direction, but a slightly more recuperative like yeah. how, you know let your nervous system mellow a little bit. Um, I think it, it can be, can, be, can be just as useful for people going through IBF yeah. you know and people um, work, working with natural fertility and we' yeah. like what, what are the same sort of tenants you need? And there's yeah. like, okay, how do we just get a little bit softer and a nice. little spacious?
1: Mhm. And I think like the the I also feel like a lot of uh, there's a lot less when nowadays. And I was thinking about this the other day like um, I mean, the main thing is lying. For, for people who lying flat on the belly is uncomfortable, they've got, gotten to that point. Uh-huh. But like, that's really the only like major modification that has to be accounted for um, usually when when someone comes to my class because I'm just not, not
0: teaching. Yes, yeah, because yes. I'm just
1: not. There's just not a lot that's like at end range anyway. Yep. Though I did. A, couple, a week ago, I don't remember who, I don't know what class it was in, but I did see someone like starting to take advantage of that newfound range of motion and was like, let's just back it up a little bit. Yeah. It's like flattening out in and I was like, that doesn't look like a real thing. <laughs> let's just, let's just, let's just back that off. Yeah. Because you could almost see the like surprise. In like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I can put my head on the floor. <laughs> it's like,
0: oh, us bring um,
1: But I, I, you know, it is, in general, I do feel like there's, I just, I just try to l- let that be because it's like, I don't want to be telling them what to do.
0: I got enough people telling them what <laughs> to mm-hmm. do. Um, and doctors, left and right, are like, go take a yoga class. Yeah. They're not saying go take prenatal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're saying, saying go, take, go it. take it. And people are walking into core power, and people are walking into Bikram.
1: Yeah. And they're fine, doing fine. I yeah. And like they're, the, you know, <laughs> they're
0: doing all right. But I always think it's interesting. Like, that's one of the places where the disconnect of, of like, a doctor saying, yeah, yeah, just go to a yeah, yoga class. To well, to. okay, let's be yeah. a little, let's be a little more specific. Yeah. About what that might mean, Doc. Yeah. Um,
1: so I expect weekly... Weekly um, updates on weird and crazy feelings that you're having in your practice. Like?
0: Gassy. <laughs> oh, forward folds, of course. Well, I also got um, hyperemesis, which is a condition that affects, I don't know, some, some percentage of women that are pregnant where you get really, really, you get severe morning sickness. Like oh, you're, wow. you're okay. puking all the time. And that was one of the main reasons that... Going to a public class was... Because you just dry. never know when you'd have to... I dry heave all yeah, yeah. the fucking time. You know, and I don't want to... I'm not complaining about it, certainly. It just certainly isn't, like, thing... thing number that one that you want to do is in public. ...dry heave publicly, you know? I'm okay with it. I just don't know that, you know, the people next to me are going to feel super enthralled with that i can mask it as a cough though when i know a good one's coming i can like (laughs) i can like snarfle cough Um, skills skills but i had to go in to get you know they have some different meds for it when it when it gets real bad but i had to i had to fight my doc tooth and nail for it because again he was like well you're not losing weight and I was like, fuck you. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about puking all the time. This is a separate issue. I don't have a problem getting weight. What is this? You know, and, and he was like, well, usually if it's, and I was like, look, I don't want to, I'm not going to fight you on this. I'm a big girl, but I'm also puking all the time. You do the math. I don't understand it either, but give me the damn truck. And at one point I was like, and I told him, I was like, it's also like my physical activity is reduced a little bit. You know, it's uh, and he's like, well, you know, most Americans think that the yoga that they're doing burns more calories than it does. So he starts down that road with me. And this is where I'm starting to, like, internally, like, combust. Yeah. The baby might leap out and attack. Holy (laughs) shit. And he started doing that, you know, we we think we're burning a lot more calories than we are when we're working out. And, And he was creeping up to saying you can't out train a bad diet. Yeah. And I, I literally had to pull one of those. I'm going to stop you right there, sir. I'm not referring to creating a, de- a deficit yeah. calorically with yoga. I was like, I'm talking about affect regulation. Yeah. And like a lot of people come to a weight that feels good to them through their yoga practice because they fucking feel better. Yeah. Not because they burned
1: 180
0: yeah. calories for a 90-minute class. They, they do it because they feel more more balanced and they yeah. feel better in their skin. So, I, you know, anyway. he apologized. I, it was nice to have a doctor apologize, yes, but... Hashtag big girl problems.
1: But yeah, I'll keep... Is that the name of this episode no.
0: Hashtag big... No, absolutely not. Um... So lots to talk about. Uh, social media triggered yet another deluge of rage betwixt the two of us. Uh, that's beautifully stated. Thank you. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. A deluge of I feel, rage I feel betwixt. seen. <laughs> that is the name of the episode. A I deluge just... of rage betwixt. Okay. That's, that's fair. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I, I, I really hate being the one to bring it up because then, okay. So (laughs) politics, um, we thought we were done with this. We thought we'd never have to talk about this again because we both really said everything that that there is to say, right? And we're done. Well,
1: not about politics in general, about politics
0: in the yoga space. Politics in the yoga space. Thought we were done. Apparently we're not.
1: No, we're not done. Apparently,
0: <laughs> apparently we're not. Um, so first of all, uh, websites that have a space for their teachers to share their thoughts is uh, I think kinda I like. like it's yeah, kind of nice. I, I like that. I like get to know your teachers. Yeah,
1: I, I like the idea um, that uh, you know I do this sometimes just in in terms of like, having other teachers write. The, like intro to the monthly newsletter like you know especially if they've got like a big event coming up or something like that i think it's nice to do but um they've come across a number of things lately uh that have uh pointed to the trope of well um we shouldn't uh the either it's either like the yoga space is should be a safe space where we don't talk about politics. There's like an escapism um, mm-hmm.
0: lens to a it. Neuter, yeah. Somehow. It,
1: it, like it should be some like grand neutral space.
0: As if somehow uh, yoga it, itself it, it, is exactly neutered.
1: Yeah. Um, the matter of fact that you're calling it yoga lends some amount of. Uh, bias, depending on the person hearing the term, <laughs> like, you know, th- there's no way to actually neutralize, uh, that, um, or there is a, um, the, it, it comes from a, uh, I'm trying to think how to, how to generalize this. Um, there's a, uh, self-importance to it I am a yoga teacher so it is my responsibility as a yoga teacher I'm a yoga teacher did I mention that I'm a yoga teacher did I mention that I have a teacher
0: I'm in the seat of the teacher (laughs) yes and as such
1: yeah and and that's to be to be clear I'm not you know there was a um there was a this is an aside um But, uh, there was, like, a little Facebook Live thing that went out at the, um, Toronto Yoga Conference, and I, I couldn't really tell, I, 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 uh, assumed from context that each of the panelists had, prior to the Q&A, given, like, a solo talk, uh, but all that I could find online was the, like, Q&A portion, um, and, uh... In the midst of it, Michael Stone, who's a teacher up in Canada, who I uh, love his writing, and, and he's a, a shanki, and a, also a um, Buddhist practitioner, uh, made like a really interesting point, and it was almost offhand in the, in the conversation, about how in the asana space, there is this wonderful room To be collaborative and to sort of learn alongside one another and to sort of break the fourth wall and to like not have these student teacher constructs, but it doesn't mean that a student teacher construct isn't valuable. Um, It's just more necessary when you're dealing with, um, you know, exploring a map of, say, the mind that is not already familiar to the student, like exploring. Uh, some of the um, you know uh, more paradoxical teachings of of Tantra and stuff like that it is helpful to have someone who is quote unquote in the seat of the teacher and is taking that role but there's a mutuality to that role. It's not like I hold all of the knowledge it's just that, you're working with things that are a little bit more subtle, and that can really um, uh, bring up some psychological stuff um, that's a little bit harder to address than like, oh, do you see the way that you're moving your arm like that? I think, what if you tried to do it this way? Does that? What do you feel when you do that? Like, it's it's different. It's just a different thing. Um, so I'm not saying in this that like there isn't a responsibility to sitting. In that teacher's seat, because there absolutely is. It's just that um, it uh, can shift. It can be simultaneously this very collaborative and collective space where you're a human and I'm a human and I'm experiencing y- yoga and practicing yoga and you're experiencing yoga and practicing yoga and you're getting the New York Times updates on your phone and I'm getting the New York Times updates on my phone and there's no way to divorce my yoga for me from the fact that I'm getting these New York Times updates on my phone about, you know, what executive order was signed today. Like, there's just no way to no separate that. Even in the student-teacher context, even if there's a, a a like well-established student-teacher context, but the responsibility that this whole like air of we don't want to uh, add to the polarization, and I guess I, I just to me there's a difference between getting up. And in front of a yoga classroom where people are coming for any variety of reasons and um, essentially preaching, which we seem to be fine to do when we're talking about vegetarianism, but not when we're talking, like, not when people are talking about politics, right? Like, there are things that you're allowed to preach about and others that you're supposed to just not, um, which is funny to me. Um, And, uh...
0: rambling help me direct me back no that's really that's really interesting you can what you can preach
1: about oh so and just being in front of people as someone who is dedicated to practicing yoga and has some manner of skills in communicating teaching people skills or just guiding an experience that you know where the people in the room may have any number of levels of interest <laughs> or commitment to this experience it might just be that they came into town and like you know it would be fun to do you know let's take a yoga class I've never done that before let me let's
0: look and see in. what's it da-
1: you know like it could be that or it could be someone who just comes to class every week like clockwork and they're really like hungry for more information Um, And in that space of varying levels of, I think it is our responsibility to be um, human and not put ourselves up on a pedestal. And by saying that, um, or implying subtly that your yoga practice allows you to be neutral somehow, is a luxury that we just don't have anymore. And if you think we do, full of shit.
0: have yep. Also, sort of... the implication that you can somehow uh, explicitly or implicitly communicate, you know, the, the blog I read that mm-hmm. That some of this is referencing is uh, you know choosing not to in any way be political either explicitly or implicitly. It's like the second you walk into the room, you're political. Like yeah, yeah. the personal is political. You walk in, and the body you walk in with the privileges that that particular body affords, whatever they are or lack mm-hmm. thereof. Like there is, it's inescapable. It's in the fabric of mm-hmm. the very nature of somebody handing you money. You know, to, to walk into a room and tell them what to do with their body. It's fucking political. Yep. And it's dishonest to pretend like it's not. And it's elitist to pretend like you have control over it not being. And if anything, what you're doing is... I, I as a student, want to know or sense that the person that is I'm engaged okay. and, and 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 to be to feel okay I need to feel like they're engaged. Do I want them to tell me every opinion they have about what's going or does on? It need- no, absolutely not. But do I want to know I'm in a space with a real human that isn't like hiding and masking and obfuscating some yeah. thing, So it's a great big question mark. No, that feels faker to me. Yeah. Because now I'm like, well and to be, it's not like... Are I'm, they excited about what's happening? Yeah. Or are they devastated? Like, there's almost like a louder presence... Yeah. ...through that silence, through that, v- that quote-unquote fake vacuum that's created. Yeah. It's not real.
1: And now, mind you, this is probably totally biased by the fact that, you know, for seven years, I was in class every week with Barbara, and the first 45 minutes was her just letting her opinions be known. <laughs> and sometimes... You know, there were times where I was like, "Ooh, this is this is a lot." <laughs> but most of the time, I was like, "No, she's a, she's a human being with a pin and it's not like she wove it through the class. It was just like we were having, and it was a teacher's class. We just were sitting down and chatting. This was especially around um, uh, when all of the John friend stuff blew up. I remember that, of course, being like a big topic of conversation um, but then when we settled into practice we settled into practice and we weren't, whereas I've totally and I, I'm glad that I came up that I thought of this I've totally been in classes where like you know peace, love and happiness and, and we're somehow that's related to doing a bunch of sun A's and sun and we're going through, and then we get into pigeon towards the end of class. And then, and then you know, every time you eat a piece of chicken, you're slaughtering a <laughs> Like, it's just, it's so, and it's, it would absolutely probably be the same person who would be like, oh, well, we can't talk about Donald Trump that's too like, it. There is this like, it's just so it's so weird to me, and it's it's putting up these constructs of like. And what I want to say to some people who who feel this way is like, not people listening, but like people that are, colleagues that I know that that feel more this way is like. So say something awful happened, like. And you're coming into class and you, like, you just wouldn't, you just, and it was political in nature. It wasn't like, like, or, uh, you know, articles of impeachment were served. You, 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 you wouldn't acknowledge that? in some way, even in a casual way, like, you you wouldn't, because it sure as fuck is affecting everybody in the room, and it's not like you have to go on a diatribe about it, or if you have to talk about it all class, but, like, I'm almost okay with the escapism side of things, as long as you're, like, wow um that was really hard day i'm sure some of you are having a hard day too um so my thought tonight was that we just we're just gonna keep things very simple and down regulate and um and uh just kind of manage what 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 you're feeling what you're feeling or bad good or bad right (laughs) like that i'm okay with as long as it's acknowledged like
0: It's too weird not to. It's a yeah. massive elephant in the room. It's yeah. like, how did, how did we, you know, how did people teach, you know, after the marathon bombings? Yeah. You know, and, and that was very close to home. Yeah. But to not acknowledge it is more disrespectful, yeah. I think. And I think you're right. Like, you don't have to... I certainly like... I... If there's a teacher and I like what they have to say, and they want to be political all class and they want to talk about that, you know, they're going to find their students that oh, love it absolutely, and that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And the teachers that you know don't want to talk about that, you know, they'll find their students too. And that being said, yeah, not everybody has to has to has to speak extensively or eloquently on an issue, but to not at least acknowledge the temperature outside yeah. is strange it's, and, it's and like ignoring not, a snowstorm it's ignoring not, a flood
1: and to not acknowledge that no matter what side of the no matter what side of the spectrum that you're on that to not acknowledge that you feel a sense of being like sick about some of the stuff that's going on to like, every time you, like, see a new, you know, regulation being peeled back. to be, Every time you see a new... to I mean, not that you have to acknowledge it specifically, but, like, even just to be, like... Have the honesty to say, you know, as, you know, I go around the room and introduce... Like, have everyone introduce themselves and talk about how their day has been. And I, I'll often be, like, yeah, you know, I... I made the mistake of like checking the news before I came down here, and I'm feeling a little like down about things. Like that's just, that's where I'm at as a teacher. Like, and I it, that is an act of, I don't even know that I like the word transparency. That That's getting a little overused in my book. It's just an act of like taking yourself down off of the pedestal as much as you can
0: one of the arguments made in this thing was I wouldn't want to know my therapists personal political views and when I read that I was like why I absolutely why not I, know,
1: I, I would I would not <laughs> I insist on knowing I would not set uh, if I sensed that someone was like a right wing like first of all I don't really think that many that I mean, maybe I'm wrong. No, they don't tend to flock to the field. They don't tend (laughs) to flock (laughs) to... But, like, if I got the sense that someone that I was seeing for any form of... Doctors, even, yeah. I would would hesitate.
0: My antenna's up. I want to know where people are. Yeah. You know? And I... I, Especially a therapist. Like, it was the worst analogy she could have possibly chosen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, maybe my dentist... I, yeah, yeah, like, maybe, I, you know, yeah, but like, I, I could the person I'm supposed to have a relational exchange with, yeah. you bet your fucking ass I want to know, because how else are you supposed to build trust, build trust? you know, and there is specific Especially f- forms of therapy as... that you, you just, you know, therapists sort of disclose more about themselves or less about themselves, depending yes. on the mode that they're working within, but like, to not at least sense you're in home. Yes. Territory,
1: especially as anybody who holds as part of their identity any marginalized group, like you, just have to know. You have to know that that's why every time, like you go on the therapy websites and people explicitly say, like LGBT, yes, friend, like yes, LGBT issues or gender issues or you know, like
0: PTSD and trauma, ex- exactly yeah, yeah.
1: because people need to know that. They're walking into a safe space and um, I would rather be, um, uh, and safe doesn't mean neutral. It doesn't.
0: But the fact that she said that to me was such a position of, of privilege for yeah. her to even say that. Like, I don't yeah. want to know what my therapist, because you don't have to know. Yeah. Clearly, you've never had to consider the fact that you need to walk into a safe space because it's just safe for you. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was what that said to me. And I'm so, you know, I get, I tire of yeah. hearing the the privilege, you know, it's, yeah. it's like it's such, it's so, it's it's important right yeah. now. It's being used a lot, but I really mean it in that yeah, yeah. case. Like that, what a, what a luxury for you to not give a shit yeah. what your therapist thinks. What a mind blowing luxury. Mm-hmm. And, and at the end of the day, there's
1: like, to, to me, as long as you're being, I mean, that's half the reason why we, why I wanted to have the talks at, at Bow Street is so that because there are certainly some people who like want to come to class and like engage in, in conversation that way. And there are some people that want to come to class to like blinders on heads down and i want to have a space for both people but the talks certainly give room for people to talk about whatever issue they want to talk about and to talk about being uncomfortable with issues and like you know that was lama rod's whole talk was like can you be uncomfortable like can you can (laughs) you like and and uh you know that's that should be as part as much of a part of yoga practice as um, learning how to downregulate and and support yourself, right? Like it, it you, you have to have both things. Can you be
0: compassionate and comfortable with discomfort? Yep. Can you notice it? Are you numbing out? Yeah. I and mean, I just I don't sterility to me is, is dangerous If that's what it is it's so the out. Yeah.
1: um uh john wellwood who is a uh, um, buddhist uh, psychologist um he or a psychologist who is a buddhist and has tried to integrate those things um he uh i forget what book it was originally in but um one of the things that i love uh is that he takes the um, uh, attachment aversion and ignorance and um, the three poisons, and instead of um, uh, essentially instead of using those forms of the word, he much prefers it uh, to use gerunds. So grasping, rejecting, and desensitizing. And so desensitizing is what he's pulling from the word avidya.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so to sterilize the environment in which we practice is desensitizing. It is the root of all kleshas and suffering. Like, yeah. it, it really is. Just
0: get rid of the smells, get rid of the sounds. Yeah. Get rid of anything that's a discomfort.
1: Yeah. And it's just, you, you'll drive yourself crazy then. <laughs> I mean, you'll drive yourself crazy anyway, but like, that's a pretty quick way.
0: Also, what hubris to think we can. Yeah. Which, I'm going to pull this full circle back to uh, cleaning my apartment. (laughs) This weekend, my family came. Oh, Ryan, it was terrifying. So I had, um, amongst all of the colorful things, um, I disclose... One of them is that I struggle a little bit with hoarding. Um, on the spectrum, I wouldn't make it onto a TV show. Sure. I'll put it that way. Um, but I definitely, I really struggle with uh, letting go of things that really don't have value. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and it's such a rich and complex topic that I will unpack maybe in more depth in another podcast that has so much to do with like. There's a psychological component. There's like a, a panic and class and um, resources component to it. There's a attachment and aversion, you know. Um, but, anyways, long story short, I have a person coming, so I had to have the family come over and help me throw some things away. Um, and it was honestly, it was, it was just like getting yoga shoved up, shoved up my mouth and asshole at the same time. And like I was just forced to sit and reckon with like how yeah. full of shit I am, you know, because as as I'm like, yes, donate, 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 throw it away, feeling my body respond like, oh, I'm sure, yes, and um, and I was like, but this is it, this is it. If I if I can talk a good game about alcohol and letting. You know, yeah, letting that relationship shift and evolve and and get healthier. Like I have to do the same with with my space. And yes. it's so easy for like I. This is another thing. Like you don't hear a lot of yogis talking about hoarding because yogis are so stereotypically clean and pristine, and they don't have much stuff. And like I just except feel with, like except with books.
1: There's a usually. I mean, for me, there's like a, a book hoarding. I mean, this yeah. is not even like. This is just the stuff that I reference normally up on the shelf, but like. Yeah. But if you ask me to go through and like, okay, well, what do you? What could you get rid of? I'd be like, well. Oh, none of it, <laughs> you know. Um, so books there are is... books
0: are their own weird classification because yeah, yeah. I, I. My house is. It's full of them. It's just. Yeah. But yes, you're right. That
1: is not this, not the typical.
0: So it's like this one other thing where I'm like, God, I don't belong in this community. Look at this other yeah. thing that is so un, you know, so profoundly unyogic, you know, that I have. But I have to use what skills I have from yoga to abide, you know, trying yeah. to get better and trying to make space so that I don't get arrested when I bring a freaking infant into the apartment. <laughs> Yeah. And we're working on that. But, um... Was Nick helpful, or did he... Nick require... was great. Okay. Nick was great. He stayed, and um, at one point, they made him go through his DVD collection, because it's like, all of it's on Netflix. What are you doing? And he's like, but it's a great movie. It's like, okay. And it's not going anywhere. Just this copy is going in the garbage. You know, or being <laughs> well, donated, or whatever. Should have come over and <laughs> paraded. <laughs> Why? You don't need it. It's on Netflix.
1: Except shit on Netflix goes away all the time. That's
0: true, but it's always available on the internet somewhere. Sure. If you want it bad enough, you can get it. That's true. But then you know. But then I wrestle with the whole Marie Kondo. Does it spark joy? And I think you rich cunt. <laughs> <laughs> what a luxury to be able to look at your stuff like that. Like I, like I, it's such a deeply ingrained like class discussion. Like oh. You're rich enough to not have many things. Because you trust that there is an abundance in the universe. It's making its way towards you at any given time. You trust that. And you trust that if there's more space in your beautiful studio apartment, that abundance will make its way to you. And here I am thinking, I'm gonna need that Ziploc bag for something. (laughs) I don't know what. I don't know what, but shit's about to go real wrong, and I'm gonna need the Ziploc bag. So it's like, It's reckoning again with, with privilege and class and, and how we, how we judge people. So sterility to me has always been like, yeah, paramount, uh, dog whistle for that. Yeah.
1: Well, I, and I, I think it's, it's, it's so interesting. Cause like I do generally, I mean, with the exception of books, like I generally prefer to have, like, very little in my space. But then I think of, like, okay, do I really want to get rid of my keyboard? Do I really want to get rid of my instruments? No, I don't want to do that. Um, uh, Do you
0: play any of them anymore? Occasionally. Um, Yeah, I have a euphonium in my apartment. I haven't, like, I'm not playing the euphonium. Why is it there? (laughs) Euphoniums are freaking big. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, go on.
1: But... (laughs) there is like well let me I just I I don't necessarily equate that minimalism inherently with the sense of like space that a lot a lot of yoga adjacent people speak about um I think that if you're like, I think of it, think of like, if, if you're in a room that, uh, you've been in in rooms with your own stuff where you feel like, I just, I don't want to practice in here. Mm -hmm. I just don't either because I don't want to move all this shit or just because it doesn't feel good to practice in here. Um, to me having it feel like oh I'm, I'm gonna get on my mat and practice doesn't necessarily mean that it's like pristine it just means that it is a place that i like to practice and that generally if there is like not shit on the floor then like i'm gonna be more apt to practice
0: it's rich versus poor if there's shit on the floor it's poor yeah and like, if every TV stereotypical representation of wealth versus poverty, poverty is represented with shit everywhere. Yeah. There's just garbage everywhere. It's in the front lawn. It's in the backyard. You know, it's in the house, and it's, yeah. and it's just like this cacophony of sh- stuff, you know. Yeah. And that's how we represent poverty. And then you swing on over to this super zen aesthetic of what we consider to be affluence, and there's nothing. Yeah. You know, but you know they have everything. Yeah. and it's mind-blowing so i can't extract that like i want a room i can practice in that's, like not full of crap i would yeah. love that you know but like it almost requires I, wealth
1: I, but like, i guess t- what I, what i'm trying to say is that just like let me, let me take maybe take this out of the out of the realm of of space and and like clutter just because i think everybody has their own relationship to that that's very Complicated, whether it's just been having been scolded to like pick up your room as a kid so many times that like you may have this defiant, like, I'm an adult, I'm gonna have shit everywhere now, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. or that it's like, no, I have to make sure everything's like clean. So, anyways, but think about it from like a musical point of view, not like musicals, but like auditory experience. Um, what my, uh, when I was a kid, um, uh, really, when I was a teenager, uh, I remember driving around in the car with my with my aunt, and every time that I would play something, um, she'd be like, it's too screechy. It's too screechy. And she would say this about stuff, like, you know when you're a teenager and you, like, are finding the music that, like, it's, it's, for someone to say that is, like...
0: You don't it, get it it. it. it, like,
1: enrages you. But then, having then gone to school to study jazz, which some of which can certainly be described as, as cacophonous, um, there is a real um, interesting space of being able to like sit in that cacophony. And it can sound um, just as uh, zen to me, to use that term which is bullshit uh but we used it prior <laughs> um uh as listening to a symphony or listening to um something more sort of considered to be uh pleasing to the ear um and uh certainly everybody has their own preferences in that like you know i probably it would it would be a very strong practice for me to like sit and keep my attention on like death metal and like try to find the like spaciousness inside that um but i'm sure i could do it i'm sure i could find that in there um it's just uh i think from the most kind of If someone's aesthetic, back to the space thing, is to have minimalism, that's fine. As long as they aren't rejecting the idea that you could have someone could have the same relationship to a cluttered space as being comforting.
0: Absolutely. And as long as we acknowledge that those aesthetics are often linked to yes, absolutely. money and absolutely. what we've been exposed to. Yes. yes. And what's available to us.
1: And sometimes it's not even, like, clutter. It's, like, what type of clutter? Yeah. Right? Like, if I'm in a room full of books and, like, CDs and records, I'm going to be like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> there may be no space to practice, but I'll just, like, sit down on the floor and, like, turn on some music and have a grand old time.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, like, everybody has their... But, it one, it's, like, considering... a it goes back to the neutral thing like if if we get into this place of like oh we have to neutralize the space so it can be inherently more spiritual mm-hmm. like that's the problem it, from a yoga context
0: okay and this is going to tie it all back together because I remember why I even brought this up okay at one point they said to me look at all the books you've got katie you've got to have some room for the baby to have her own books and I was like, and that means getting rid of mine? No, absolutely not. No, 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 no. My, my gift to my unborn daughter is going to be not relinquishing my identity. Does that make sense? Like,
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, yeah. like they
0: wanted me to purge all of my journals and my writing and a bunch of my books. They wanted me to keep some of them. They weren't being oh, yeah. like, that. I'm being a little hyperbolic. But even the suggestion that the first thing to go to make space for Baby was a piece of my intellectual identity. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. time out, time out. We can get rid of something else. We can get rid
1: of the random bottles.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, we we should. There's another corner of garbage somewhere that we can let go of. The idea of, like, what do you let go of to make space to take care of a complete dependent? And it was like, well, lots lots of things, but I think that this thing that I so strongly identify with as being part of what um, makes me me, yeah, um, maybe stays. Yeah,
1: I would agree with that.
0: I'd be really curious if, if you're if this is something in your listener that you've been thinking about, or please send us an email. I'm I, I don't, I'm not part of any frickin' mommy groups, so I'd love to hear what anybody. Yeah. Anybody has thoughts on that? yeah it's a good place to end it we've been going for a while ryan we we have we, i feel like we you're, don't you dare don't you dare when we try to bring up clutter again say we already talked about this because we just scratched the surface okay there's more here to discuss okay um and we'll
1: talk about the other thing on the board next week
0: oh absolutely let's take a picture of it so we don't forget
1: yeah um thank you very much for listening if indeed
0: you've made it this far you are a you are a gentleman and a scholar and a lady or whatever you are yes thank you
1: um you can email us at unrolledpodcast at gmail.com com, where you can listen to backlogs of episodes um and uh also uh if you feel so inclined uh to donate even just a buck or something like that um uh, it would be
0: greatly appreciated um, because uh, it would be greatly appreciated um, and it goes right towards just the cost of doing the yeah just the hosting okay. and, the, and stuff like that um, and I, I'm trying not to chew and eat so much on the show so if you're sensitive to that kind of thing I, uh, I'm, I now have a medication that makes it so that I don't have to eat in order not to puke <laughs> so there's that
1: the wonders of medical science <laughs> yeah. um okay uh have a wonderful um well evening day whatever morning
0: (laughs) um and please send us thoughts uh opinions we love hearing from you um okay let's shut it down let's shut it down Bye. Bye. bye